week four in review. Right now, you're listening to Theo, Brian's son, say hello to the internet or to himself. Let's be honest. Theo, hi, hi, Theo. And then uh, we're being joined by Ann and Brian. Week four in review. Right now, you're listening to Why Theo, is he playing back? Why Brian's son. I have no idea what's going say- on. Oh, okay, now we're good. Okay, Hello? I was hearing it too. Yeah, that's freaking me out. That's not the first time that's happened. Embarrassed to say. Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's make this interesting for people who are just joining right now. How about you uh, mute that for a second, and we're going to do a quick run-through on what we'll be talking about, and then everyone can kind of take turns jumping in. So welcome, everybody. I'm David McCarricker, and this is Theory Underground, and this is week four of operations. In the last four weeks, what has occurred? Well, if you've been listening to these, then you already have uh, some knowledge of some of what's been going on, but I am going to assume somebody who stumbled across our courses and enrolled in one of the courses in the last couple of days and say, welcome. It's so good to have you here for the first time. And uh, Ann and Brian are a couple of co-educators here on the team for the Idea of the University course, where we are reading Carl Jaspers's book, The Idea of the University, from cover to cover. Uh, and then Anne is also in the course that just started this week uh, that was that is being led by myself and Elton LK of the Working Class Intelligentsia podcast. And uh, so, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that's happening on our end. Um, but if you are just following the videos and stuff like that, then most of the stuff you're seeing is the PMC related stuff because the theory, I mean, so the idea of the university stuff has not been being uh, broadcast live. So that's not been on the channel. We plan on putting out, or I plan on putting out some of that stuff to Theory Underground over time, uh, clips of it. And uh, the entirety of it, if you actually want to take that course, is going to be available through taking the course on the website because theoryunderground.com has courses. All right, so that's 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 the the brunt of it. There's a couple other interesting things we'll get into, but and what did you do? You want to say anything about what's happened in the last week that a person who maybe missed out on the last week of stuff might not have known about? Sure. Yeah. In the in the theory underground world, there we had our second meeting for the idea of the university last. Saturday, we're getting ready for our third meeting tomorrow. On Wednesday was the first night of the um, PMC consciousness course with Dave and Elton. Did the live stream that you two did for that, was that like to promote it? Did that happen in the last week or was that later? I don't remember. The one called Why PMC Critique Matters? Yeah. Hmm. That was like a, that was further back. I mean, it did, oh, okay. did not happen in the last week here, but that was, uh, I don't know if we talked about it in previous ones, but I think it's a very important piece of the puzzle, you know, as far as mm-hmm. like, there's a little catalog of videos on this topic developing on this channel and I've made a playlist for them all. And that, the one that you're referencing where Elton and I talk about why the critique matters, the dangers of doing class analysis without this critique, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. That stream, I would say it's canon. It's very important that people watch that if they want to have. If you want to have an opinion or an informed conversation on this, then you got to get your basis and some shared texts. And we're doing our best to help people uh, get a sense for like, where to dive in if they want to get that shared basis. So Yeah, and Dave read both of the excerpts for the class, like the things that we were discussing at the meeting and then we'll be discussing in the forum, did a live reading of it, so that's available to listen. And Theory Underground-wise, that's what happened. That's what you missed on Glee. That's what you missed on Glee. Cool. Um, and Brian wasn't able to make it last week and, uh, he had some emergencies to tend to, but, uh, Brian, you said you were able to watch the conversation we had in your absence. I'm, I'm calling it one and a half. Like it's uh meeting one and a half because really like we've pushed everything out one, you know, so like that was kind of a half meeting. Um, do you want to, do you have any reflections on, on that, that you want to share? Yeah, uh, everybody's going to have to uh, just accept that uh, he's going to talk over me this whole time, and that's okay. He likes his own reflections, so that's where we're at. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't watch the conversation. I listened to it while I drove to work, um, trying to be safe, not watching. Um, short reflection. Uh, I thought it was a great conversation. Um, we had, or it seemed like everybody really kind of was hitting on a lot of the things that I I think are really important in the chapters that we read. And um, I'm really just looking forward to tomorrow. Um, I've been in my living room. I was attempting to put together a presentation for tomorrow, but um, Theo's kind of keeping me preoccupied. So I'm going to have to work on that after he goes to bed. Um, But I think it's going to be a good one. Word. Yeah, I was trying to work on my presentation for tomorrow and I got distracted by playing Tetris. Oh, same. <laughs> and it's funny. I got Anne hooked to Tetris recently here. I mean, let's be honest. She got hooked. She hooked herself. But uh, she's been playing. She's been going hard for the last couple of days. And uh, what? She's like already at like 90,000, which is crazy to me. Very early on in the pandemic, uh, my wife and I did a lot of Tetrising <laughs> while we sat on our couch, unable to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know, it's one of those, one of those games that I can resort to as a way of using my fidgety ADHD energy towards just something that's monotonous enough that I'm able to generally speaking, focus with my attention on whatever's going on. So like we were just doing it while listening to, uh, Todd McGowan's new book, Enjoyment Right and Left which is like a the politics of enjoyment type of book. Is it a good book? I'm aware of its existence. I haven't read it yet. Is it worth reading? Wow. I mean, we're live. We're only like I, one chapter in. Um, I th- I th- look, I lost the first chapter. Very lost. But yeah. that's was, not necessarily anything about whether it's good or not. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it is a good book, and I think that uh, well, the reason I'm reading it, it, I mean, look, I wanted to read it eventually anyway because, of course, but 
Michael Downs and I will be interviewing Todd McGowan very soon here. And so we will be talking about universality, particularity, progressivism, reaction, the enjoyment of each, uh, as far as he conceives it. Um, and we'll be getting into a lot of concepts and breaking these concepts down in a way that I feel like most of the interviews he does on YouTube um, I, I want to say like have failed to do, but I don't want to be too harsh because I think in, in most of these cases, they're just getting to know him as a person, which is totally okay. So it's not like they failed to do something, but you know, I'm just saying like, we want to get into the concepts and really develop, um, for people like a sort of, uh, a beginning comprehension of how his project holds together over the span of three specific books that Mikey has been going through with a fine toothed comb. And so for me, I'm going to be asking a lot more of like those, those dummy questions, uh, the kind of questions that are like, but okay, so, so how does this matter? Or like, or like, okay, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be trying to hystericize by taking certain things he's doing and being like, but wouldn't this just apply to the left just as much as the right? You're, you know, the way that you're talking about this. And we'll be talking about his sort of uh, his commitment and adherence to the idea of the left, because when he says that leftism is inherently universal, and that all particular and all particularist politics are inherently right, yeah, that that makes me wonder. Okay, so but if all of the left today is right by your definition then why are we using left and right to talk about it? Like, what, what does that even achieve anymore, you know? So I'll be asking questions like that. And it will not be live streamed. It will be posted after the fact. So, but I've got to get ready for that. That's coming up on Sunday. But uh, I definitely look forward to watching that video. That seems like a lot of the same sort of argument in a different way, obviously, that McGowan would be doing it that Chris Catrone was doing with, like, no one's actually left. It's basically um, making the left so small that everybody actually is right and reactionary right and all this other stuff. So, But they're definitely not the same person either. So it's interesting that the response to Catron was with McGowan, but McGowan is kind of, to what you're saying, at least doing some of the same thing. Something um, somewhat similar. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I'm in the position of well, I, I took on the, the mantle of uh, Pope of the post-left in the first lecture for this course on PMC consciousness and ideology. And I said that because... Wait, did you say Pope of the post-left? Yeah. Uh, Papa, Papa leftist? Yeah, that's me. I, well, and I, the reason I can take that on, there's two, there's two reasons. Uh, one is because I keep saying that the post-left is just a boogeyman. It doesn't exist. This people, people talk about it like it's this force in the world that's doing something or something like that. And I think that what's generally being said is people who see those who've gotten disenfranchised or disenchanted or gravitated away from politics, they're calling them post-left. But it's not like a coherent grouping. And it's more like you're creating a boogeyman to like stigmatize people who aren't in your camp or actively doing what you're doing. And so 
to me, I'm just like, I don't think it's a valid category. I don't think that there's like a manifesto or a program or a group or an, even an institution. Like, I don't even think that the one podcast that probably gets associated with that term the most would even call itself that. And so it's just like, I'm just like, it doesn't exist. But then I'm like, okay, but, but since it doesn't exist, I will occupy that position in this conversation. And, 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 and from now on, if, if someone's like, oh, the post left says this, I'll be like, who says the post left says that? I don't say that, but people call me post left. So what are you doing? Well, I might as well just call myself the post, the Pope of the post left so that I can, say, well, actually, the post-left is this. This is what it is. And then I can speak from that position. Even if I'm not that position, by a lot of people's definition of how they would talk about the term post-left, because very few people subscribe to the definition that anarchist tech support in my my community chat, he used this definition where he said what it actually means is that you just want the left to do better. And it's like... Well then, I mean, Slavoj Žižek would be post-left, McGowan would be post-left, Katron would be post-left, they're all going to be post you know, and, uh, and most leftists would be post-left in that case. Um, I think there's probably more to it for a lot of people, but I think, yeah, this idea that the left doesn't exist or that it ceased to exist or that it needs to be started again or that it needs new footing or that there needs to be some new version of it or all of, all of those different kinds of positions – can be aggregated into this sort of specter called post-left. And I'll be like, okay, I'll be the representative of it to hystericize Elton, who's a socialist. And so he's just going to be the leftist in the conversations on the PMC. And I'm going to be the uh, the person who's trying to hystericize people who are trying to think about class. Yeah. And are you going to show up to every one of those meetings wearing the appropriate funny hat and slippers? <laughs> <laughs> in a little bubble mobile? Being in Mexico, I suspect I could actually probably find such a costume pretty easily. You probably could. (laughs) Uh, You could probably get your hands on some holy water, too, and do some sprinkling. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of Mexico, though, like, anyway, change of topic. uh, Because I think we we don't have too much to update everybody on as far as Theory Underground stuff goes. Um, I do want to talk about donations, funding, taxes, accounting, legal things, and just like touch on some stuff like that, uh, just for the record. Um, but before we get into anything, I, w- I wanted to say, uh, Ann and I went downtown Aguascalientes for the first time yesterday. And, uh, um, hey, uh, oh, th- hey, welcome. I didn't know you were going to be, you're, yeah, you're, Been here you're the whole time. were you unmuted the whole time? No. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, vegetables. Cool. So yeah, how was it? How was going downtown Aguascalientes for the first time? It was awesome. It kind of felt like the first time that we actually like entered Mexico because we've kind of been living like in the suburbs. And so that was really cool. And we found on Facebook this um, group called Aguascalientes Language Exchange. And I don't know when it started, but a couple of people have been hosting weekly meetings where people like a lot of Mexicans who are learning English and other language, a couple of like American expats who are learning Spanish. And even like there was a couple from Germany and there were like 30 people there on a Thursday night um, at this like bar and eatery place. And you just sit down and talk with people. And so we made some friends, got some contacts. 
had some good conversations and we're excited to go next week. So that was super, super cool. I think makes us excited about being mm-hmm. here, be going to the center more often, uh, learning the language, like practicing it. Yeah. What do you have to say about that, Dave? Like I knew that various experiences along the way on this trip were going to really make me want to learn the language more. But uh, yesterday it, it was like, it was visceral. I really want, really, really, really want to dive in deeper now with Spanish. And so uh, the people were really cool. And honestly, that was probably the best social gathering that I have experienced as a outsider who's attended a lot of different kinds of events in the last at least five years, right? Like that was really good. Like a lot of really cool people um, from all different kinds of walks of life from different countries and everyone's like excited to get to know one another and it was it was really neat. And so language learning communities I've always thought are awesome, you know, whereas theory can be theory circles can be kind of uh gatekeepy, judgy, oh, there's a lot of uh what do you call it? specialization. There's a lot of various kinds of imposter syndrome and uh posturing and things that happens as a sort of product of mostly grad school, uh, language learning communities, on the other hand, are like the antidote for that. And because theory is a kind of language, I just think that all theory people could like really benefit from getting involved with language learning communities. By the way, what's up, DDD? Danilo is in the chat, as is Nance. How's it going, Nance? Hey! Yeah, and I think like with the language learning group, something like this, you have a lot of like world travelers and people who actually get out there and meet real people. It's not so much like on, super online people, which sometimes like philosophy and online cir- or leftist circles can tend to be a little bit more like online and insular. Like these are people who have like traveled the world and are not afraid to just put themselves out there and be like, mm, I really suck at talking in this language it's speaking in this language and you like put yourself in that vulnerable position kind of where you're like oh, i'm gonna mess up it's gonna be embarrassing like you're both doing that and that breaks down a lot more boundaries mm-hmm. yeah exactly i love that and i love the vibe and so i hope it'll rub off on us a lot yeah. you know? oh, and yeah. i guess one of the other things i want to say is like i had no idea how much cheaper living here would be um, if we had a, a, what is it, a residential visa? Is that what you call it? Um, temporary resident visa, yeah. Yeah, the temporary resident visa. So the house we're in right now, two bedroom, two bath, it has a top like floor terrace. You can overlook the town or like the, the, the area, I guess, not the town. And then we've got this back uh patio that's like walled in and it's really nice and you know it's private like nice space outside and stuff and all of this for $500 a month and like that is so much that's like it's it's like four times better than anything we've had as long as we've known we're living we're living large right now yeah on very little money and it just kind of makes me real like 
I mean, I already knew this, like, deep in my heart, but, like, very viscerally, it makes me realize, oh, every single person on the earth should not have to spend that much money on a place to live, even if it's not, like, as nice and spacious as this. It's just, like, everyone should have this sort of security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially after the last five years of serial housing crises and insecurity that can be so stressful and and really fracture everything you're doing and like working on like it totally throws you out of your groove um this is nice especially after what the last Mm -hmm. time the last so for those who don't know if you were like watching theory plebe stuff a year ago i was getting set up on a farm where i was building a studio that was going to be where i would be able to start developing this right it didn't happen though. And the, when I say setting up a studio, I mean like I helped build like the building and everything like that. We got a lot done on, on the project, making this on this property and everything like that. But the, the thing is, is like the family had a bunch of stuff happen and it was not good. And so a series of their own crises resulted in my crisis. So I had to move. And it's just like, months and months of planning and effort and stuff just like oh rug pulled out from under me and it was stressful and so mm-hmm. this is the first time i felt stable like having a place beneath my feet and not feeling like i've got, i've got to move really soon or something or that someone might cause me to have to move or something like in a long time and it's also the first time that i've been unemployed in the sense of just like yeah i'm not working at amazon right now that's the last place that I was working, but I can just focus on doing what I'm doing. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool things that get to come from that. Right now we're planning the countrywide tour. We are setting some firm dates for like, we're like, okay, we'll be in Portland at this time. We'll be in uh, Philly at this time. Yeah. We'll be in Chicago at this time for these dates. And like, we're giving a few different places like, we're planning it to be there like a week, whereas other places will only be there for like a couple of days. And it's still very early into the planning stage. I have received emails at this point of people interested in hosting or guiding or in some way being involved. Um, for instance, uh, Nick from Channel K Boy, who was on the cha- who's on here last week, one of the young Jujikians, he said that uh, when we come to Philly, He's already got at least one venue for an event in mind. Like, hey, like nice. Sort, yeah, he said it's like one of those kind of like anarchist bookstores. He said that we could probably oh, sick. probably do something there. So that's cool. Lo- love that. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I did send out the link to this Zoom call to anyone who wants to pop in. Anybody who's been on the forum through one of the courses in the last, well, few weeks, then you should have got the email and you'll be able to pop in if you want while we're still doing this and say hi. And we're gonna treat this kind of like a call-in show, uh, like a community call-in show, like a like like on Twitter or on Discord where you can just like everyone pops into a call. Treat it, we're gonna start treating the weekend review more like that. This is like, Look, normally we're we're talking about a book or something. Today it's kind of like, well, if you've missed out on what's going on, you can pop in and we'll try to keep you up to date on what you missed. 
there's not a lot that you've missed on the forum in terms of activity. There's some good reflections and some good introductions. Uh, someone named Sabine just joined the PMC course and did an introduction. And it's a fantastic introduction. They got me really interested in a book that I had not heard of before. And so, um, you know, there's stuff like that. But uh, this is doing this weekly ritual um, is setting us up so that in the future, when things get pop in a bit more, once we have an app and people are going to be more involved with more forums and stuff like that, um, we'll be able to do like if there's a big conversation revolving around something and we think it's really like canon, like you're involved with Theory Underground, you should know about this this discussion post that has been unfolding. Um, this will be where we read it out or summarize it or whatever. But yeah, if nobody else pops in here, this will be a shorter stream probably. The thing that I was going to talk about before we close out though that I said has to do with accountants and lawyers and – all of that stuff yes. is just this. I'll mute myself for that. Yeah. Okay. I'll just dive in like this. All right. It started with me thinking about like all of the things that are holding me back on moving forward with so many aspects of this project. And I was just like, what would I do if I had like $50,000 right now? Here's what I would do with it. Because, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, I'd put some aside for savings. And then I would also like probably put down payment on the house or like I'd pay off some some debts or I would, you know, go on a vacation or I would do this. You know, no, 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 no. Here's what I'm 100% I'm serious. I would put a lawyer on retainer and get some basic legal protections in place so that things are transparent and I don't have to worry about getting sued over something having to do with theory underground. That's first. Second of all, and it's crazy to me to think, to start thinking that that's necessary, but it really is. Like it would not be the first time uh, that I've had to deal with some bullshit because of stuff that I'm doing with my online content creation, right? And so it's like, it's good to have uh, some basic things figured out from the legal standpoint so we know, okay, yeah, we're good. Everything we're doing is fine. And it's like, it's nice to have someone on retainer so you can ask them questions when you have legal questions arise. And at the moment, I've got a lot of, a lot of questions. Uh, so there's that, first of all. Second of all, accounting. Um, I really want to have an accountant. And, so I, and I, not just so that I can be transparent with other people with where money goes and how things works, but also so that I can do taxes and keep the business side of things like operating, you know, like without without being like pursued by the state. Like, I, I, I just have to say, like none of these things are my area of expertise and they freak me the fuck out. Uh, and then there's programmers. And the real reason that I want programmers and an accountant and a lawyer at, a, at the bare minimum, like if you look at the Theory Underground website, like you can see how much potential it has and what it's already become in such a short time of me being... Well, me not working at Amazon, this is what I'm able to do. You know, I've been able to learn WordPress this far. I've been able to use plugins to do this much. And there's already an app in the works, you know. But what I, what I really, really, really wish I could do, though, is something that currently the software, it's just not there yet. Technically, all the all the pieces exist, but you would need... A couple of people doing code on a regular basis 
to achieve what I really wanted to become. What do I really want it to become? Imagine the website as it currently exists, which is to say you get on there, you can purchase courses, those courses, those courses loop you into dedicated discussion forums uh, with people that you can assume have and are interested or have and are read or are reading the texts, you know, from those courses. So you have like a community of people that you can talk to talk with about difficult texts or ideas, sharing articles that are related. Even years after having done a course, you would still be kind of looped in. And what I really like about this obviously is the fact that, you know, right now if you join a Facebook group or whatever, it's just like there's a lot of lurkers and a lot of people who aren't really committed to the texts and they don't really have a basis in the conversation. This weeds a lot of that out, like this approach, and I love it, but what I really wish, it, like right now, how it exists, if you have an account on the website, and I know that Nance does, I know Danilo does, I know Ann does, you can go to your profile page, and it looks like a Facebook profile page, you can have a cover photo and all that kind of stuff. Okay, it's cool, but right now, I'm the only person who can post to the blog, and I'm the only person who can post a course. Even if you look at the For They Know Not What They Do course that launches on February 25th that Mikey's going to be teaching and that I will be kind of co-organizing and interviewing him along the way. That that currently, it shows it under my name. It should show it under his name, but I'm the one who put the course together and I would just, I would need a little bit of help to make it so it shows under his name, but I would need a lot more help on the legal accounting and programming side to make it so that if Mikey just wants to set up his own course, he can. And then if people pay for it, it goes directly to him. And if there's some basic costs of keeping this, the website running or whatever, those just get automatically deducted out from the gate or by percentage or, or something. There's some way to automate a lot of that and make it all a lot more transparent and give uh, someone like Mikey a lot more autonomy and then additionally, if a person is involved and then like decides they want to go do their own website or whatever, it shouldn't be difficult, right? Like if you're on Facebook and you create a Facebook group or if you're, if you're doing something, it's like if, if someone you're involved with and you kind of part ways, you get to keep your stuff. But right now, because the website's like my website, I built this thing. It makes it all kind of like mine. And so there's no like basic agreements, transparency, these basic things that I think need to happen. And so uh, that's the stuff that I've been thinking about a lot and it's something I plan on doing something about. And obviously I don't want to democratize it either. I want to have my own website. I'm going to do whatever I want to do with my website. But I also want other people to be able to get involved to whatever degree they want to. And so for me, instead of thinking about like a, 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 like a Facebook model, I'm thinking more like MySpace meets Skillshare. DDD says, I unfortunately know nothing about web programming. I'm glad, Danilo, because I genuinely don't want to hire people who I know. I want actual like third parties. I don't... I've tried to work with so many programmers in the past and some of those were like not good experiences and then other ones were like okay but they were just so busy and it's like
they've got their personal lives and mixing up like something you're passionate about with personal life and 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 especially when you're adding volunteering into it or it's some kind of like a donated help it's like no it's it's so much nicer to be able to just pay someone who wants to do it professionally it's just part of what they do you know what i mean and someone who's like they 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 do they provide the service to a bunch of people yeah they might take a special liking to what you're doing but it's just like it's their thing. They would they would be doing it if you're paying them anyway. Like that kind of neutrality is actually a sort of it kind of takes some stress off, I think. Um, and so I, I I know that there are programmers in this community, but look, I the the goal is to just find. I I don't want my friend like who do, who's a lawyer or like a like a like uh what's the what's the word uh public defender to be the person who's doing the legal stuff over here you know it's like i want i want i kind of want that that neutrality involved ddd says true it's not as reliable when it's a friend i feel that big time right cuz if 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 something goes wrong and it's professional then the professional can say bye or you can say bye and it's like whatever the moment that's a friendship, though, it's like, e, that makes it hard. That that can make it complicated. Now, a lot of people's feelings get involved, and it's just like, yeah, trying to minimize that to the best of our our ability is the goal here. So, anyway, that's just some of my thoughts about some of the things. But for the time being, the answer is just to keep things simple and to keep things small, and. You know, make it so that if someone teaches, they'll get a basic honorarium that says, this is our token of appreciation. You know, it's some money. Um, there you go. And then anything in terms of profit that comes in right now is just going towards the actual equipment. Or, I mean, I've not, I haven't gotten any paychecks yet either. So um, I, I have to figure out the tax stuff. Before I can cut an honorarium check to Mikey, Brian, Elton, and you know, and if other people eventually too, it's like I I know that like if a university signs like actually like wants to cut a check to someone for for coming and giving a talk, like it's done as an honorarium, but they still have to sign some tax forms. And for me, it's just like I don't give a fuck about taxes and forms, and I don't want to have to deal with any of this. But because there are people who will be like, fucking Dave, we want to ruin Dave's life. Let's like try to get the IRS involved. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I better make sure that my, my bases are covered. And so for this first year, it's like, yeah, I can just do that with someone from H&R Block. It's not that big of a deal. But when we're talking about scaling this and making it so that someone is able to set up their registered account to really do their own thing and they, they kind of have their own website. It's like their own space, their little island, you know, make it so that this can become a form of copy pasta agitprop, but that is way more complex in a sort of sense. It's more of a, it's like a new medium treating it like that. <sighs> That's going to take a little bit more work. And so anyway, these are just thoughts, just putting them out there because I know whenever I just share my thoughts, 
with the internet, something cool comes of it. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there we go. Anything else that we should say before we cut this thing out and move on with our lives? I'm making soup. soup. Have you eaten soup lately? You should. Nothing warms your heart more than soup. Uh, in terms of your underground or anything, uh, there's a lot of cool courses already being offered. There's a lot of courses to come. The website's just really cool and becomes cooler every day. Um, if you care about literally anything at all in the entire world, Theory Underground is the place to go for that. So check it out. Come, come talk big brain ideas with us. It's fun. I promise. Everyone's really nice. Everyone's really nice. Like we have just like random people. So like, oh yeah, I saw this through Cadell stream, Cadell laughs, a philosophy portal, or oh yeah, I just saw it on YouTube, or oh, I saw this on Reddit, and they're like really cool people. So it's just a building up a cool little like community in like the real sense of like people who want to talk big ideas. So join Theory Underground Theory hyphen Underground dot com. Sign up and make some soup. What I have to say. Make some soup, and when you register, make sure to check the email. <laughs> check your. If spam. you sign up from this video in your introduction, tell me what ki- what's your favorite kind of soup. And where would you put your introduction? Do you know? Uh, in the forum, go to theoryunderground.com, and then you click on the forum tab. There's all these forums. You can find the introduction one. I don't know Look- exactly what it's called, but it exists. It's the one that's called Open Public Forum, FAQs, Meme Stash, et cetera. Yeah, do your introductions there, folks. Uh, look forward to seeing you there. Uh, we're going to go watch some Spanish TV show so that we can practice and practice our soup. practice our Espanol. And we'll eat soup. How do you say soup Necesitamos in Spanish? Necesitamos practicar la sopa. Let's, <laughs> si quieres la sopa, necesitas cocinarlo. Do you see how good she is? She has been getting better every day. It's absolutely amazing. ¿Tú tienes hambre? Yo cocino la cena. Ahora. Es la sopa. De frijoles, y tomates, y cebollas, y pimiento, I wanna y vegetales. Able, I want to I I speak it so bad. So bad. We're getting yeah. really excited about putting together some... Uh, some game nights where we're gonna it, do Spanish stuff, so it'll be cool. Yeah. Gonna be. We already got invited to a game night actually by some people oh, who were. We at made the, some friends. We made some friends. Yeah, we made friends at the the language swap meetup. It was really cool. All right, bye. All right, all right, everybody. Bye, bye. All right, folks. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye, bye. Have a good rest of your week. Uh, for the people who are in this course, we look forward to seeing you in the morning. Peace. <laughs>